Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode 34. No, it's not. <laughs> it's episode this 35. This is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 35. Yeah, it is. You got that right on the first try. Can we just record a couple <laughs> extras right now, just yeah. in case? Yeah, I'll just... 36. I'll... 37. 45. 91. 203. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> God, please no. <laughs> please save us before that. Yeah, then. I didn't know until it was coming out of my mouth whether I was going to say I hope so or I hope not. <laughs> I hope that our listeners hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope one day, I hope every day that we have more listeners than we do episodes. It's Maybe true. that's how yeah. we know when we're done. Based on our unreliable stats, that might be now, but I really don't know. It's very hard to tell. We have more episodes than listeners now? More episodes than... No. No, I'm saying if we ever get to be like, you know, say we have 150 listeners. (laughs) Once we have our 151st episode, we gotta just call it. Oh, okay. No, I I would believe the stats in saying that we're probably safe for now. Yeah, okay. But who knows for how much longer. I see, I see. All right. Especially when I keep talking about uh, meta podcast stuff, like episode numbers and stats. You guys like stats? We'll do more of it. They probably do. They're a bunch of nerds. (laughs) It's true. Anyway, (laughs) what is Robots on Typewriters? Robots on Typewriters is a podcast all about computational creativity That is to say, computers being creative or funny. We like to go out to the web and find funny algorithms, cool computers, AI, not so AI, wait, (laughs) A, not so I. Uh, Yeah, we like to go find funny computers and highlight them for you. And then we try to make our own computers be funny together. Yeah. So this week, the zesty hat, the funny computer from around the web, belongs to me well it doesn't belong to me we do do that sometimes but that's not that (laughs) it's my turn to present a zesty hat and i have 1.5 hats because i'm gonna hit you with maybe like the second ever installment of justin's (gasps) twitter bot corner Ooh, i love me a twitter bot corner yeah this is a small twitter bot corner and it's one that you sent to me so don't get too excited (laughs) that's true (laughs) but this twitter bot corner is at jk underscore r zero willing underscore yeah that's at jk rowling with underscores around rowling and a zero instead of an o really (laughs) really good handle there (laughs) aka jk rowling bot 5000 now not much is uh discoverable about this bot i can't find you know who made it where it comes from where how it was made where did it come from where did it go (laughs) etc etc uh but it's pretty good it's pretty funny it's only seems to have been around for about a year now and it's very much in the vein of harry potter Pottermore that we brought you uh, a couple weeks ago yeah but jk rowling bot does uh i should specify jk rowling bot (laughs) does something let me specify by pronouncing this (laughs) word right (laughs) Let me specify which J.K. Rowling I mean. (laughs) J.K. Rowling. The bot does, uh, it's basically a long play on a joke that we really like. That is, did you know character was, insert inclusive identity here. So, 
for some examples here. Your favorite character? It's pretty cool that Bill Weasley is for gay marriage. <laughs> I mean, like, he better be. <laughs> Wilkie Twycross was very much Hindi. Who in the world was Wilkie Twycross? I have no idea. To get you hyped for 30 new movies in the Harry Potter universe, <laughs> I reveal that Mad-Eye Moody was lactose intolerant. <laughs> movie series about Mad-Eye Moody being lactose intolerant is almost maybe something I could get behind. I would feel very <laughs> represented by that. I would feel very supported. He has his, uh, you know, he, he likes to mix alternative milks with like berries and some honey. He calls it the Mad-Eye Smoothie. <laughs> oh man, his whole, like his eye, it's, it's like one of those, um, <laughs> one of those things where you can like put in a food and it tests if there's an allergen in it. His eye just does it straight <laughs> off the bat for lactose. It's so good. Yeah, that's the actual magic of his eye. Everyone thinks it can like see through things or like detect magic. Nah, just detect lactose. Yeah, he's making all the other shit up just to sound cool. Here's one that I think is probably fairly true. I don't know. It, it seems to suit his personality in my okay. head. Professor Lupin is meant to be a master on making cocktails. Ooh, I bet he is. Something like that, right? yeah. I'm to I and bet And like, he he's like, maybe he's making like a, a cream-based cocktail <laughs> and people are like, no, don't do it. And he's like, no, a little bit of a chocolate will make it taste better. <laughs> and that, that's that. Um, the person telling him not to do it was Mad-Eye Moody because you can't do the dairy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, at least one Hogwarts student's asexual, and we know who it is. It's Charlie Weasley. Was that, is that real? Is that, was that? No, it just oh. as at least one Hogwarts student is asexual. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, it is, was Charlie Weasley, yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud that Draco-chan is really ugly. Excuse me? Dr what was that? <laughs> Draco, Draco-chan? Okay. Draco-chan? <laughs> oh, no. You know. Yeah. Anime. Okay. <laughs> well, the Japanese language, I guess, but anime. <laughs> anime language. A true fan would accept that Ron was the best waifu. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we just read this forever and I know. truly do just make this become Pottermore, uh, I'm going to hop off the JK Rowling bot corner. But again, yeah, go check that one out. It It's a good follow. It's. I would say it does the same joke a lot, but it, it it has like 8 million different ways of telling that joke, yeah. so it's almost always funny to me. Yeah, I was like kind of worried when I saw it, because I was like, oh no, I felt like when we made Bottermore, I had like kind of done a little bit of looking to see if there was anything like it to like, you know, to, you know, make sure we weren't like stepping on any toes or just doing something that are, had already been done. And um, when I saw this, I was like, oh, no, they somebody did do it first. And like, but, you know, it is different enough. And it definitely has a different vibe. And it has like, a, a yeah. and I, I honestly, I love the vibe that it puts out, which is like, hi, I'm JK Rowling. Here's my bullshit. And that's... Yes. <laughs> It's it's very very funny. Man, one day we're going to get the super cut of JK Rowling is an imbecile. Hi, I'm JK Rowling. Here's my bullshit. I can do hold more. On. You want more? Oh uh, man, hold on. Two last two tweets. They were it looks like For they were you. tweeted on the same day and I love them both. One, uh not going to lie, I don't really remember who this character even is, but I wrote in my notes that Mundungus Fletcher was a Fortnite let's player. And <laughs> 
this one really transforms the whole uh, Harry Potter universe for me. Draco is a figment of Harry's imagination. Oh, wow. There's definitely a fan fiction like that. Like, no yeah, doubt. Uh, Fight Club cross Harry Potter. Oh, my God. That sounds... And all the old fan fiction readers are very happy I said cross instead of X there. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to my actual proper hat here. It's way less oh, fun wait. and entertaining, but Aww, it's, it's okay. a cool little AI story. All right. <laughs> We've previously talked on this show about AlphaGo, or at least I know I have. We definitely talked about AlphaGo back in the uh, back in the day of the Dota bot oh, in the okay. OpenAI challenge, and AlphaGo was the bot that learned to play Go. Uh, there's also AIs that are world champions in chess. That's Stockfish. Mm. And world champion in the game Shogi, that's a bot called Elmo. Okay. Well, no more are those three champions the champions of their respective games. Oh. Because DeepMind, the, the Google AI company, uh, trained a new AI called Alpha Zero in all three of those games, and it beat all three of those <laughs> AI champions. Oh my god! I don't know if I like the sound of that. <laughs> Is that yeah, like a Google good thing just, or a bad you thing? Know, <laughs> flopping its tensor on the table right now. <laughs> yeah. That... Uh, apparently, what really blew me away was it took the AI nine hours to learn chess. Um, not it like half a like a one work day, and it learned to be the greatest chess player in history. It took twelve hours to learn shogi, which. I don't know a lot about shogi. I think it's like played with tiles, kind of like a, a mahjong okay. sort of situation, but I don't know much about it. And then it took 13 days to play Go or to learn to play Go. Go is like notoriously like wildly open-ended. Mm -hmm. So it's that's why AlphaGo was so impressive. Yeah, but yeah, okay. and AlphaGo is also made by DeepMind, the Google group. Oh, okay. So like... Uh, I, I don't believe Stockfish or Elmo are, though. So now Google not only knocked themselves off, but knocked off uh, two other top AIs wow. by uh, learning those games. Uh, some other interesting tidbits about AlphaZero. There was no kind of human uh, intervention here. The human just like set up the rules of the game so the AI could play against itself. And okay keep playing and keep playing and it would just play you know millions of games against itself until it became mm. an absolute champion we normally use pretty simple neural networks here so i don't know in uh text gen rnn how many tensors are in there but i would expect somewhere on the magnitude of like 60 or 70 because you would okay. have one tensor for each letter and you know lowercase uppercase and some some punctuation marks uh the alpha zero was trained on a neural network using 5000 tensor processing units <gasps> oh my god so yeah really can you really tell enormous, me what or uh, strong computer can you tell me in brief what is a tensor I feel like maybe sure yeah so a tensor is like a single uh like mathematical vector, I guess, or okay. like one set of weights. So like if I was training, when I train the uh, 
the thing to identify apps by genre a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I think there was like 12 categories for apps. So there were 12 tensors in there, one for each, uh, one for each genre. And they all just had a single number in them. And that was like the probability that it is that genre. So you can make a tensor have more than one number in it. So you could have a tensor be like, you know, a set of 10,000 numbers. And then that's like a single set of weights that's being added up and then Okay. That that is how I would expect this this Go thing or this chess Go shogi okay. bot to use its tensors. That it has five thousand vectors full of like <laughs> tens or hundreds or thousands of numbers, and then okay. just keeps updating those every time it makes a move. Wow! Yeah! Wow! <laughs> yeah the the AI champion in three major games is all now the same AI owned by the same large company. Slightly scary, yeah. but also slightly <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. It's It does freak me out that it took nine hours for it to learn chess and become a master. Yeah, you know, same. I, I mean, it might have taken me ten. Yeah, but, what, do you, I mean. uh, what did you do today? Oh, you know, I learned how the game chess works <laughs> and then subsequently became the greatest ever player of it. It only took me nine hours to learn uh, the in, all of the lyrics in the musical chess, but that, and that's what it's talking about, right? To learn the entirety it, of chess. Yeah, no, it's the master of reciting the lyrics to the musical chess. Right. You know, it could test me any time. That's a wordy show. <laughs> Yeah, right. ma- that wouldn't that be wild if you went head to head against one of these AIs and little did you know, but you're actually better than it. <laughs> Maybe after one day you try come to at compete me. in no yeah, after you compete in knowing the words to chess, maybe you can also play a quick game of shogi and see if you're sure. also better. <laughs> sure. I, yeah, I be- I bet I am. Yeah, I mean, I would suspect that, you know, if you're not yet, you could just spend the 12 hours that it spent learning how the game works and instantly become the best. Yep, that's uh, that's Alpha Zero. I thanks to artificialintelligence-news.com for the article I was uh, reading some of that from. And that does it for my zesty hat this week. I'll toss it All back right. in the fridge. Toss it back in the fridge. And that means it is my turn to jump into the trashy toy it's a thing that you can jump, jump into right into right? the trash <laughs> jump yeah. right into the trash as i frequently do um yeah so uh i we're, we're gonna play a new game this week that i kind of just devised today while trying to uh make something else work that didn't really work and um we're gonna so so we're gonna test out a new game for the first time, and hopefully this is something that we could do again in the future with some different material. Um, but we're gonna do a new game that I'm calling for the moment Star Maker. I am excited about this one. <laughs> the way this is it's gonna work. It's weird and experimental. The way I like my games. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the, the this game came out of uh the idea for this game came out of the desire to um create uh to i was originally going to do a uh 
an edition of our classic game RNN, Real Net Nick, with Ezra Koenig tweets. And um, this is because uh, Justin and I are both big Vampire Weekend fans, and they've just announced that they're putting out a new album next week. And uh, we were just kind of laughing about the absurdity of the note that Ezra Koenig, the lead, the, the, I almost said the lead man, I don't think that's a thing you say about front men <laughs> of bands. The leading um, man. The leading the man boy. of Vampire Weekend, the best boy, um, the gaffer of uh, Vampire <laughs> Weekend. That might be very offensive to him. I don't know. He can handle it. Um, so he, uh, a couple years back, was known for having a pretty phenomenal Twitter presence. He just uh, would kind of dish out some really great, clever tweets all the time. And there's a couple of, like, best Ezra Koenig li- uh, tweets, uh, listicles that you could find from BuzzFeed and whatnot. Um, because he said say pretty... a couple of years ago he was known for that. Did his yeah. Twitter take like a, a downturn? I kind of think so. Not in that like he still uses Twitter, but like if you scroll back in just like, you know. It's just boring now. It's normie <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> He's just like, had a bowl of cereal today. No, he, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of like retweeting people and just like responding to, you know, things people tweeted him. I don't think he's so much uh, like dishing out the, the clever, uh, the clever tweets so much anymore. I could be wrong about that, but just from what I collected, that's the way it seemed to be to me. What we're gonna do is we we do we love Ezra Koenig, but we feel like we feel like we uh, we know what it takes to make a star, wouldn't you say? You and I really have our fingers on the pulse of what it takes to make a star these days. Yeah, we're basically uh, like you're the. Hollywood casting director for mm-hmm. like the major studio and I'm the record producer that you know I hear yeah. three bars of a song and I know if you've got a Grammy in you exactly so I figured that it might be a good job for us to take on to kind of create a brand new star kind of um using Man, now I'm already wishing that we did RNN but it was like real Ezra Koenig Sarah Koenig or like mix up network <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometime. Uh, I do. Yeah, I can't wait for that Sarah Koenig, Ezra Koenig uh, collab album. But um, <laughs> while we're waiting on that, uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to make a brand new star, but kind of using Ezra Koenig as the foundation Um we're gonna we're gonna make an an uh, an Ezra for a new generation, a brand new boy uh, using some of some material from Ezra and Vampire Weekend as as the basis. So we're gonna this is gonna be a kind of multi step process. Uh, the things we're gonna figure out here, we're gonna figure out a name for this new for this new right, star. Okay. I, I we've loaded a Botnik keyboard with a bunch of Ezra Koenig's tweets, and we've written some new tweets that we are going to um, read and talk about and decide this new kid's personality and his vibe and figure out what he's got going on um, as a person. And uh, then we are going to curate a seven-song EP out of some neural network-generated song titles. And then we're going to name his album from another list of uh, RNN-generated album titles. Yeah. So I do you think naming him first is the best way to start here or like if you I don't, don't know how think we're so, going to come up with fine, the perfect yeah. name if we don't know who you he is. You might be yet. right. 
you might be right. So why don't we do tweets first? So let's let's read some uh let's read some of these botnik tweets that we've uh, that we've uh, created and uh, and maybe write some new ones on the fly if we feel so inclined. Uh, do you want to go ahead? If we and- feel so as reclined. Wait, that's a different person. Never mind. <laughs> um, I retract that joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, do you want to go ahead and you can read one that you, that you have written if you'd like. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll start off. The the ones I had went pretty crass right away, but <laughs> motherfucking monster festivals. You feel now? This I really, really like this as a as a building block. Uh, this kind of tells a lot about him. Uh, he's into festivals, but not just festivals. He, he's into those underground monster festivals. And not only is he into them, but when he's saying motherfucking monster festivals, do you think that's excitement for one? Because to, to me, it sounds more like like exasperation, like he's been to too many of them, like, ugh, motherfucking monster festivals. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I kind of... <sighs> I kind of took it positively, but I, but maybe, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, what, and what, it, no, what, yeah, I guess you would just say fucking monster festivals if you weren't happy. Motherfucking yeah. means they're pretty cool. Yeah. You, you feel? feel? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I know that there's one of mine and one of yours that both mentions the thing that I'm about to, that I'm about to read off. Uh, um, but w- one of the ones that I came up with was Crocs dot 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 powerful stuff yeah i had one that was fried crocs let's fuck <laughs> so this guy loves crocs <laughs> which is interesting also, he loves the word fuck spelled f-u-k <laughs> yeah well, that's a real ezra thing actually <laughs> yeah. um yeah so uh so yeah um what do you think that says about him like is that is 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 he just totally uncool or is it kind of like uh you know, is he is he kind of just being like quirky? Yeah, I feel like the the like rock star persona here is like it's a quirky thing, but maybe it's like a little over the top where like his stage persona, like he always is wearing Crocs or like <laughs> oh, no. weird cro- like fried Crocs, like you know, <laughs> Gucci Crocs, whatever, all different variations on Crocs. He always has like different kinds of things like poking out of the holes, like pine cones or like nails i don't know yeah uncooked spaghetti cooked spaghetti different all different kinds of of pasta rigatoni i bet rigatoni would fit in there really good too (laughs) yeah as soon as you said it i got like a really kind of pleasing not pleasing necessarily but like (laughs) you know satisfying in that like it works (laughs) yeah exactly you got another one you want to talk about sure uh Okay, LOL. Not everyone grows catfish. <laughs> I really like this one. The okay, one in that uh, LOL of... to me makes it sound like it's a response to like an argument or something. Yeah, but it's it's like to me, I I kind of read it as like a total subtweet. Like this is like he he has just come out of a, he's like sitting in a room at a party and everybody is just like, oh my god, so um, my catfish farm. This is how sustainable we are, and this is what we do. And I was and like 50 just... <laughs> on whether it's that, whether it's like too much catfish, or like he went to the party and he kept talking about catfish, and no one wanted to hear about it. <laughs> I kind of like that one too. It's like, uh, haha, really thought that I was going to be the bell of the ball with this conversation topic, but <laughs> guess nobody grows catfish. 
he didn't even think it was going to be cool. He thought it was going to be like normal. Like he thought it was something yeah. he could just like get right into the nitty gritty about. Like, yeah. So, uh, which catfish fertilizer have you been using? And like, everybody's like, well, excuse me? Is that a euphemism? Exactly. I kind of like that better. So, so right now we've got a catfish. I almost said that backwards. I almost said a catfish wearing croc grower, uh, a, a croc wearing catfish grower. So, farmer. So he's kind of like, he's yeah, he's kind of got some farm boy going on here. Yeah, he's a little, like, I almost, like, I almost said he's a little crunchy, but, like, I don't know if he's crunchy. I think he's just, like. I think your first tweet here on our list uh, helps me figure out who he is. You want to read okay, it? Okay, sure. I believe the internet man comes from the sky. But so, now uh, that he's a farmer, do you want to read it in a character voice? because <laughs> i think that transforms the whole thing okay yeah you're right you're right all right i'll do that i'll, I'll give that one a different read i believe the internet man comes from the sky <laughs> there you go okay i think we have him all right so so he's a hick <laughs> yes all right okay okay he's kind of like i don't, I don't yeah. necessarily know who like post malone is trying to act like he is <laughs> But to me, this is like a post Malone situation where, like, it's a post. There's post a few Malone. like weird characteristics that he's leaning way too far into, and now we have this like, like this guy who believes what it means to be a hick or a farmer is to just like, I farm my catfish, I wear my Crocs. <laughs> Internet man comes from the sky. <laughs> oh, you know what? Your last tweet, your last tweet might also uh, help us figure this guy out and explains I- the Crocs. Yeah, I think so, and I think I think you have one that that feeds into this as well. Um, but so uh, <laughs> this is just a direct tweet. Uh, he just put this out there, didn't even at anybody. Mom, you know I got that sweet dad lifestyle from you. So, <laughs> so he was to, raised. To- <laughs> he followed that one up with pretty much right after eight hundred and fifty new friends. But I don't want to be with my kids. <laughs> so. So he, I'm getting, so he was raised by a single mother who imparted Mm. all of, you know, she kind of had to fill both roles. She was, she was mom and dad. She, she, uh, he learned everything he knows from her, which is, doesn't seem to be great because I don't think he really enjoys being around his kids all that much. (laughs) So no, yeah, I think you're onto something here that like single mom, not only like, did he learn everything from her, but like literally like he was homeschooled. Like he doesn't even know how the internet works because she said, nope, that all comes from the sky. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly that's exactly the situation here. So so this is kind of a this is kind of a man who uh it's uh believes a little too much of everything that his mother has told him. And it's it, I and now with And his, I think he's uh, also now rebelling against his mother. Like that's why he's on Twitter, that's why he doesn't want to see his kids. Yeah, yeah. So so this is kind of his whole vibe is just like trying to break free from his mom, but he's also like 35 <laughs> or older and it, 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 so it's it's a it's a very strange vibe. There there's I think there's uh <laughs> 
I think there's one there's one or two more that I had that I definitely think might uh there's there's one that I think is even more relevant now that we're kind of fleshing this guy out. So I'm going to go ahead and read that one. Uh I don't know anything about drugs and have been using them for making my hair thin. <laughs> yep. Yep. I get this guy. I entirely understand <laughs> this guy's whole whole thing. Yeah. So he uh grew up with a really thick head of hair and has been has been trying to figure it out and uh somebody Now he has like the horseshoe and a comb over. <laughs> yeah. Someone uh, once off the cuff jokingly said to him, like, oh, you should just use, like, heroin. That makes your hair fall out. And he was like, all right, all right, I'll try that sometime. I think the drug of choice for this man is almost definitely meth. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so he was like, I'll try that sometime. I'll, I'll get back to you on how it works. <laughs> and, and he did. And now he's addicted to meth. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It worked, but, so to speak. Yeah, no. So this guy's a meth addict, a rebellious hick, but he's like just rebelling against his single mom who raised him. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's one more that I don't think informs too much. I think it's just a little flavor on his personality. <laughs> Bitch, you think those sunglasses are cooler, but you haven't seen my dog's cargo shorts. No, nah, I think guy putting his dog in cargo <laughs> shorts fits this man's character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so this is, I mean, he probably, I'm getting a, it's a kind of like a party in the USA by Miley Cyrus vibe. It's like, he's yeah. a, he's a good old country boy and he's kind of making his way in, in, uh, in LA for the first time and is not, I guess, you know, guess I didn't get the memo. Everybody's wearing stilettos and, uh, he, he's like, <laughs> is that a lyric <laughs> in party at the USA? Yeah. Oh man, it's it's been a while, I guess. Um, but yeah, so he he's uh he's definitely not your typical Hollywood star, but he's not willing There's to There's one other tweet here that I okay. think like adds to this story and I'm thinking like the ones we read, a lot of them are from like earlier on. Yeah, okay. Uh in his career. But I think the one where it says mom, you know, blah 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 is like the first time his mom got online and like now she does have a little Ooh. bit of a social media presence because okay. she still like loves him and wants to follow his career. Yeah. And then he tweeted at her, Looks like your Tumblr is my tweets and pics of you where and what. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> it's just pictures of her at church plus his her son's tweets. I love that his mom has a Tumblr, and but it's like now, and she just got on Tumblr because she's like, ooh, they just got rid of all the X-rated content, so I won't be scandalized. Yeah, finally, one of these social media sites got rid of all that trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we, I, I, I did not think that we would actually be able to create such a vivid picture of, of this new guy, but we've I got him, I so. knew with certainty we would be able to. <laughs> So do you think we're ready to give him a name now? Yes, highly ready. All right. Okay, so the way we're going to do this is we're just going to use a, a, one of our old favorites, randomlist.com. We've, uh, we've got the baby name. It's like random first names, and then we've got random last names. So right. uh, I figure we can both just- you want to do one and I'll do the other? Sure, yeah. I've already opened first names, so I'll just go ahead and do that. All right. And oh, you- I've yeah. got a real winner already. <laughs> okay. Ooh, um, so this is girl and boys, na boy names. Uh, first boy name I'm seeing is Brendan. I don't think that Zariah. Oh, may mm, maybe my the last name I have here is Calhoun. Ooh, yeah, that's very good. Asher. Asher Calhoun. Eh, I, I think Asher's too modern. You need like a proper like biblical name. Yeah, Harry Lorenzo. <laughs> Lorenzo Calhoun. <laughs> 
It's like nothing. It doesn't quite make sense, but I like it a lot. We, we might come back to that one. Yeah. Cohen? Mm. Cohen Calhoun. I'm half Jewish on my first name side. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy Calhoun. Mm. Gerald. Eh. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. It's like nah. almost too biblical. <laughs> I know that this is meant to be a female last name, but Georgia or a female first name. Georgia Calhoun's actually really good. And that's where he's from. He's from Georgia. He's from Calhoun, Georgia. (laughs) Deacon? Deacon Calhoun, yes. And he is a deacon. He is a deacon. Yeah. He's he was ordained on the internet. Uh, (laughs) By the internet man. (laughs) By the internet man. When he says Uh, the internet man lives in the sky, that's not a slight against the internet. That's saying like the internet man went to heaven because the internet's a gift. <laughs> uh, Deacon Calhoun, is that the one? Yeah, I think Deacon Calhoun is the name. I mean, he sounds like a star to me. Yeah. So so now, um, the next thing that we're going to do is now, now uh, we're going to select a seven-song EP out of a, um, I, uh, I ran all Vampire Weekend song titles through TextGen RNN, and I just slapped everything that I got out of kind of two run-throughs on, uh, on this Google Doc, and so I figure you and I can, uh, we can kind of draft an album one at a time. I'll, you, you start, and then I will not start, (laughs) and, um, and we can uh, kind of pick our favorites and the thing, the ones that we feel might fit uh, Deacon Calhoun's whole vibe. And then we'll go ahead and name the album as well. All right. Sound good? Yeah. Uh, I already see one that I think fits pretty well. Hit me with it. Canada got a stand card. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> so Canada got a stand Canada got a stand cod. Uh, is a stand cod? Is that like a whole noun? Is that yeah? I think a stand cod is like a a like a breed of cod. It's a cod that can stand up on two feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I we also um, I I feel like there's a there people like country Canada people and Southern Americans have a lot in common, surprisingly. So it makes sense that he might have like gone to Canada, met some people who he really felt like he clicked with. And and he might even have a house uh, in, in a, in rural Canada now. Or Uh, he likes to go fish for Oh, he's got a house in Alberta. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking hoser. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, I see one that I like. I, I do too. All right. Um, the my 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 pick is gonna be. Uh, this is all one word with some commas and capitalization in there, but it's <laughs> don't lie to you, son. Or it's not really that. It's <laughs> don't lie you to son. So it's don't space. Oh, there it is not a whole word. <laughs> don't lie spelled L I G H apostrophe U capital T son. Yeah. So <laughs> don't lie to son. Yeah, I think he meant for it to be don't lie to your son. Yeah. Um but, you know, he's a simple man. Uh Yeah, he is like that Leonard Skinner song, A Simple Man. I think this is sort <laughs> of like a Cake by the Ocean or a, a Sex on Fire uh okay. song title where it was meant to be one thing, but then it was sung like something mm. happened and it was like, "You know what? That's even better." Yeah, okay, okay. 
because uh, I yeah I was thinking that this might have been uh, something. It's like a, a quote, like a direct quote from his mother after uh, she found out how shitty he was parenting his own kids, um, and uh, she was just like, "Don't don't lie to your son." And he was like, "Guess what, Ma? I'm gonna do what I want, and I'm gonna write a song about it. Take that." Yeah, I think that's that's about right. <laughs> All right. Um, I think so. This one's kind of a a dancey song, but it kind of harkens back to his youth. It is a uh, hot mast. Hot mast. And that's again uh, one <laughs> word, but the M in mass is capitalized. So yeah, it's like my idea of this song is like it's an instrumental song, or like he doesn't sing on it, like he just mixed it. But it's like a uh, recording of like a church choir doing some hymns. Ooh. But then it just has like a sick, like kind of dance beat behind it. (laughs) Hot mask. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. It's Um, even just got some of like, you know, the homily right in there. Like, yeah. You know, some talking, some singing, but all all set to a hot beat. He's just trying to like subvert that, uh, you know, that whole religious theme. He, this is how he grew up. This is what he knows, but he's ready to party in the USA. Exactly. Yeah. And they weren't like, you know, uh holy rollers or anything like their their church services weren't a lot of fun when he was growing up but hot mast is a lot of fun yeah and the music video is phenomenal it's so fun it's like uh you know it's just like set in a church and it just like he just bursts in through the doors and uh brings in his whole band and all and all these you know djs skrillex is there and uh, it wasn't like you know pre it wasn't uh scripted or anything like he just went to his like childhood church and like you know grandma's like seeing all these guys with crazy hair and like (laughs) yeah ladies with clothing torn up and all and she's about to have a heart attack but then she's getting into it yeah he yeah he almost had a lawsuit on his hands because one lady did pass out but she was okay so uh yeah it 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 could have been a lot worse he could have literally killed a woman making this uh making this music video all right you got another one let's find out here, I, well, I think actually my next my next one is going to be you, Blaine. Uh, Blaine is his son, uh, is his his first oldest son, um, and Blaine you, Calhoun. Blaine, Blaine Calhoun, yeah, um, and uh, that's uh, it was. It's kind of a it's a you know a song about how uh, how magical it was when he was born and how much of a shit he is now because he's like he's getting into those teenage years and uh, he's just uh, he you know he's really annoyed by his big weird rock star dad um, and he's not so nice to him all the time and so it's it's kind of uh, it's a little bit sentimental but in, especially in the beginning it's sentimental but then it kind of like you know, the guitars come crashing in and it's a little bit punk rock and he's just like, you know, fuck you, son. You don't appreciate me and I'm going to show you. You yeah, blame. The, the rare rebellious <laughs> punk song that instead of rebelling against your parents, rebelling against your own children. Yeah, he's trying to, he's real big on, on trying to trying to twist the trends. Uh, he's like, you know, yeah, usually kids are rebelling against their parents. Guess what? I'm a parent. I can still rebel against my parent and my kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, along a similar line, I have a song that's the same sort of thing. That's like complaining about some of the 
the less glamorous parts of parenting. That song okay, is yeah. Dipes, D-I-A-P-S. <laughs> That's really good. It's about like yeah. buying and changing diapers <laughs> and like just all like the messy parts of having an infant child and how like, yeah. you know, he thought life was going to change for the better and it, it really didn't. It's just a, a, a sequence of buying diapes and throwing away diapes. Yeah, yeah. And it also kind of like samples you, Blaine, a little bit because he just can't resist shitting on his kid in the middle of a song. Because his kid was shitting on him during the Dykes song. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, yeah. So this is just a whole cycle. Like his his life seems to be a cycle of bad parenting turned into a different type of bad parenting. And he's just putting it all out there for the world to see for better or worse. Exactly. I'm going to go with what's a class face stand. This one um was another another kind of a another kind of dancey number that he um his I think his producers really had a lot of sway on this one. They were trying to they were like, "You know what? <laughs> what's this guy's name? Deacon. You know what, Deacon? You got to start a dance craze. That's that's how it works out here. You have to you have to be the one to start a new dance craze mm, and then so nobody will ever like forget the, your uh, name." The Harlem Shake or something. Yeah, and so they were just, like, throwing stuff around. They were throwing ideas around, just kind of mashing words together. And somebody was like, what about the class face, Dan? And they were like, yes, that's it. You've got it. And Deacon, the whole time, he was sitting in this meeting just, like, completely blank. He had no idea what was going on around him. He didn't understand a bit of it. He is He's not a big dancer to begin with. And he was like, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even get what you guys are trying to do. What, what is, what's the class face, Dan? And, and they just... That you know, you know that magic that happens in a in a in a room of uh, writers and producers when they just hear money. That's that's what that was. They heard him say those words, and they were like, "That's it. That's the thing." That's I'm imagining the dance. too this whole scene. It's like the opposite of how you might. So you might be imagining it as like it's a bunch of guys in like sharp suits, and then this like this dude in like flannels and jeans. No, no, no. Yeah, these are like uh, top record producers. So it's a bunch of like. 20-year-old Swedish dudes in t-shirts and then <laughs> yeah. one like 35-year-old man in like an ill-fitting like Sunday church suit. Yeah, yeah, that his mom bought for him like 10 years ago. Yeah, he's like Yeah. All these like, you know, high-energy Scandinavian kids are bouncing around the room. He's like, "What what is any what is a class face stand?" <laughs> Yeah. And they were like, hit record, hit record now. You got to get him saying that. And they did. They they get this really authentic uh, recording of him saying, what's a class face, Stan? And it's just, it's gold. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It works for me. I think some of the other ideas might be uh, mentioned in some of these other songs here. So some of the failed ideas for dances, like yeah. mobile step and yeah. don't step. Finger step. Finger step. Yeah. Yeah. Don't link a cape stand. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we've got one more, one more uh, song to put on this album. What's your pick? Yeah, this song kind of uh, transforms the meaning of, I keep doing that, of saying like one thing transforms everything else, but that's just Deacon Calhoun's way. Yeah. That yeah. this song kind of changes the the meaning and the whole like, uh, the whole premise of this album, and that's at the very end of the EP, very last song, High Smort. <laughs> high Smort. And what is High Smort about? So S- High Smort is written uh, about the birth of his daughter, Smort, and this EP <laughs> kind of was made right as Smort was born. 
So oh, wow, that's beautiful. He was so used to like rebelling against his mother and against Blaine and everything had to be about, a, it was all about partying for Deacon Calhoun, partying and fishing and, you know, hot mass yeah. and cod stands but, <laughs> yeah. or stand cods. But then Smort mm-hmm. was born and everything kind of changed and the deacon realized it was time to get his life together and to quit rebelling against everyone. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful because you can tell it's just like Smort is still just a baby, so Deacon hasn't really gotten the chance or reason to hate her yet, but you can tell it's probably coming because that's just how it works with yeah, him. Yeah, if you just listen so, to Dipes yeah. again, you see how it's going to go. But. <laughs> yeah, so it just captures this really beautiful moment in Deacon's life where it's like Smort's still a good kid in his eyes, and you know you can imagine that it might stay this way forever, but we all know it won't. It's, he might li- not, it's but... so yeah. The song was written like before her first diaper. That's how yeah how soon exactly. after her birth it was written exactly first dive, exactly I say. so yeah this is it's gonna be really bittersweet when his next album comes out <laughs> so, and he hates her again so uh all right well then let's let's review our seven songs real quick and then uh and then we will give this album a name and we'll just ship deacon calhoun off into the off into the world and do his thing um so our our seven songs were canada got a stand cod don't yeah. lie to your son or don't lie you to son Hot Mast, You Blaine, Dipes, and What's a Class Face Stand, and I'm Smart. What is it? I didn't write that one down. Uh, Hi Smart at the end really ties the whole thing together. Yeah, really, really like the the story that tells of him, you know, hanging out in Canada, fighting with his mom, fighting with his son, trying to become the next big thing, and then Smart's born. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful story. It's very compelling. It's not not your typical Hollywood story. So so it's really interesting to see him out here like this. Um, but this but this EP it needs a name. And so uh, what I've done for this is I've taken a list of one hundred um, the one hundred best albums I think from Rolling Stone um, from the hundred best albums from the Rolling Stones <laughs> um, no from Rolling Stone from the the two thousands and I put that into TextGen RNN and I've uh, kind of curated a smaller list of that we can pick a um, we can pick a good one out of hopefully um, so do you have your do you have your eye on anything? Uh, I see one that I think fits something somewhat into his character. <laughs> um, there's a couple of them that I that I like. What are you What are you looking at? So I was looking at Fleek Atheism. <laughs> okay, really. All right. What What draws you in about that one? So I think he was like, "How do I really get my mom upset? Ooh, what if I said I'm one of them atheists?" And then his producers were like, you got to make it a little bit, you know, a little bit trendier, a little bit snappier than that. And then he's like, all right, what are the kids saying? Fleek. All right. Fleek atheism. <laughs> Perfect. I actually really like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> were any of them that you were looking at just so we can get these names said out loud? Uh, I I, uh, I kind of liked the idea of star story. I'm revelator. <laughs> um <laughs> I feel like that's a really good album for a different star. Yeah, that's I, I don't really feel like that's for him exactly, but maybe we'll keep that one on the docket for somebody else that we create. Now, admittedly, um, when you were reading first names earlier, I had already found my last name, Calhoun, and you said Brendan mm-hmm. right away. And I was like, oh, yeah. man, Brendan Calhoun, that one really works. <laughs> 
So now yeah. seeing the Brandon as an album title, that would have really worked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's not um, his name. It's the Deacon, yeah, no. Deacon Calhoun. I also I also like, maybe not for him, but just in general, for state blood. It like kind of fits with him, but I think yeah. it's a little too like country for him even so. Yeah, I don't think he uh, makes country music, though he is a country no, man. yeah. Yeah, and I don't think he actually like cares. He's not all that patriotic. Like, oh yeah, no. He's, yeah, he just um, cares about one thing, and that's Deacon Calhoun. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, fleek atheism is, I think, it for sure. A couple other ones I liked, just because I I don't okay. want your your work in generating these to go to <laughs> for, to to waste here. But I like just I got. I like uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe for, so this one would be like an album, if we made an album about like me, you, and Mario entertaining ourselves with Twitter bots, and that's The Bracket. Uh Yeah, yeah. And then for a completely different star, I like The Bright Trans, but that's that's not who Deacon Calhoun is. Definitely not who Deacon Calhoun is. Um, I like the follow-up to The Bracket, almost bracket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this, uh, it was a pretty good turnout, but only one can be, uh, good enough for our boy Deacon, and that is fleek atheism. (laughs) It's really good. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea, it's like, like, his producers just, like, let him get away with some stuff and just kind of, like, half, like, half-assed try to save it by making it a little more trendy. Yeah, I think the, the, like, beauty of Deacon Calhoun is, like, Everyone is in on the joke but him. Yeah, exactly. Which is a little bit sad, but it's also like he'll never. This is like know. a thirty-five-year-old man who's up. singing a song about how he hates his kids. Like it's okay to punch down at him a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh man, so this is. I didn't think that this is who we would get out of um, using Ezra Koenig as as a as a somewhat foundation. Um, yeah, I feel but, like we made like an anti-Ezra that he's meant to I be really like, think you know, highly like coastal elite. We made yeah. something very different than Ezra. Yeah, we literally did make the anti-Ezra. We made ours. Um, <laughs> I guess that's how it goes. Maybe, maybe I, I definitely want to play this game again with other people. And so I will be interested to see if this happens again. Like you put their, you know, their words, their tweets uh, through a neural network or, or you know, through the a botanic keyboard and what you turn out is just like the opposite of them i mean it's not like we it's not like a botnik hasn't done that before with different uh with different people like putting their words through the keyboards and they usually get stuff that's like pretty similar pretty in line with uh with what we know of the person but somehow we just made this we made the anti-ezra so i think we need to figure out what fotb stands for that's yeah so fotb if you're not a vampire weekend fan ezra koenig tweeted out kind of mysteriously he didn't even tweet it did he he just or it was on instagram, no, it's on instagram that the new yeah. album is going to be called fotb but he didn't explain what that stands for yet um so we need to say you know maybe deacon calhoun has fotb as like a tattoo or something okay. and we need to figure yeah, out yeah, what yeah, that yeah, means yeah, yeah. to him okay yeah oh man fotb maybe he, he did- got it 
like not knowing he was going to hate his kids and originally it yeah. meant father of the Blaine. <laughs> I was so I think maybe that is what the intention was and then you know now he's like yeah no it means fuck off the Blaine. <laughs> the Blaine. <laughs> it's really a shame he didn't name the song uh you the Blaine. <laughs> Um, he meant to. He just forgot. Yeah, that's what his um his 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 son's full name is the Blaine. Blaine is his middle name, and he just goes by that because he hates his <laughs> stupid full name. These are my kids, the Blaine and Smort. <laughs> Smort and the Blaine. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Our new new catchphrase is every episode coming up with a morning radio show. <laughs> morning radio. Um. Yeah. So, um, uh, what a guy. What a what a shitty parent. But yeah, shitty parent, shitty son. But now he's made it. It's just begun. Just sounded like that should have been a rhyme. Yeah. No, none of <laughs> that's uh that's part of Deacon Calhoun's thing. None of his songs have any rhymes. Oh no! <laughs> Someone told him that that's like you know uh kind of creative to do. And he was like, oh, fine, I'll do that. That's easier than having to make things rhyme. It's cool. It's fleek. (laughs) Yeah, it's fleek. (laughs) How am I going to come up with a rhyme for dipes anyway? (laughs) I almost called him Blaine. They're like, Deacon, it's right there. Dipes, baby wipes, parental gripes. (laughs) It's like, no, that's not my thing. Nah, too obvious. They'll all think of that one. (laughs) He thinks making music is a competition, <laughs> is a race. <laughs> nah, they'll get that one before me. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think we've fully fleshed out this character. We've made our man. Yeah, um, and hopefully the first of many. Um, uh, I actually, I really liked this game. It, wor- it, it worked really well, and it was very fun to play. So definitely we'll be doing that sometime soon again with uh, different people. If you have any suggestions for what kind of people you want to see us put through the machine, uh, send them over to our email address, which is robots at... Every time I say the email address, it's like it's the first time I've said the word robot. It's You also <laughs> say it a little bit like how a robot would say it every time. <laughs> it's true. Um, you can send those over to robots at batcamp.org, or you can tweet at us at Robot Typewriter. And we are also on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash robots on typewriters. And our, we live in a website called Batcamp, and uh, Batcamp is batcamp.org. And across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Backcamp Site. And our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. Uh, one second. I'm trying to find Deacon's newest tweet. I'm loading his okay. Twitter right now. Oh, good. Beautiful. What's that crazy guy saying right now? Uh, he said, my house is very attractive. Thank you very often. You <laughs> would say that. <laughs> Thank you very often. He has no idea what he's talking about ever. <laughs> like in the middle of saying a very common phrase, he just <laughs> switches to a different phrase. Uh. <laughs>